who will win on Saturday, Boston College or Clemson? We give our full preview and prediction on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. I am the host and editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Thank you all for making us your first listen every morning. On today's show, we're going to get into the game. We'll talk about Clemson. We're going to talk about Boston College. We'll look at who should be the favorite heading into this game, and we'll give our uh, prediction on who will be the winner. Let's jump in and talk a little bit about this game, though, as Saturday night will be the kickoff between the Eagles and Tigers. It's a 7.30 start. Game will be on the ACC Network. I can hear you already gnashing your teeth. Uh, you know, it's a game. Boston College, on paper, really does look like they have their first chance to beat Clemson uh, since 2008. Uh, sorry, 2010 is the last time BC beat Clemson. You don't get a Clemson team that is struggling like they are this year that often. And so Boston College really has to take advantage of it. I know it's a night game. I know it's Death Valley. But this is the chance that Boston College and Jeff Halfley has been waiting for for years. And before we get into the preview, I mean the prediction part of this, I'm going to give you three players I think need to have a big game against Clemson to win. My first one is going to be Isaiah Graham Mobley. Now he's a defender that we have seen really kind of step up over the last couple of weeks. He's really had a good couple uh, games. He almost got ejected for that Mizzou game for a targeting penalty. Luckily he avoided that uh, ejection, but Boston College, when they played against Clemson last year, they really struggled against uh, some of the short and intermediate things. And DJ Uyagalag was able to move the ball with his legs. And I think Isaiah Graham Mobley is going to have to be that difference maker in this game. I see him as a guy that's going to need to really make a lot of big hits, uh, not be out of place, and not make big mistakes. And he's got to play a smart game. I think he's going to be a big one to watch. So Isaiah Graham Mobley is one name that we're going to have to watch for. The second one is a simple one. Dennis Grossell. Now, Dennis Grossell is not Phil Dracovic, and I was talking to Clemson, uh, a couple different Clemson radio stations this week, uh, Fox Sports and um, Kelly Gramlich of uh, The Roar, and I was saying, you know, he's a game manager. He's a guy that can make some plays. He's a guy that's not going to blow you away with his arm, but he's got to be smart on Saturday. He, can, he's, he You know, that first couple, he that first play he threw against Mizzou that he threw in a double or triple coverage, depending on who you talk to, um, he can't make that against Clemson. He's got to make smarter decisions. He's and, and do what he did in the third and fourth quarter where he really kind of showed off what he can do because you need a quarterback against Clemson to move the ball. You can't just rely on Pat Garwell in that offensive line. You need to be able to rely on his arm to make some plays. And I think Grossell, uh, if they're going to win, he's going to need to do that. I'd like to see him throw... You know, I think like 225 against Clemson would get it done, you know, and then add like another 150 on the on the ground. That should do it. Um, but Grossell, a nice smart game up there. Be the leader. Be the be the rock on that offense. I think he's a big one to watch for. And my final name to watch for for this game is Brandon Sebastian. Now, he was the hero against Mizzou, and it doesn't get much easier for him as he's going to probably draw Justin Ross for different uh, assignments during this game. Justin Ross, a wide receiver who's coming back from a leg injury that was pretty severe that missed, made him miss all of the 2020 season, he's back, but he's not doing all that great. Uh, I think he's averaging like three or four yards a, a catch. Uh, he's not very effective. 
but you do not want this to be the game that he comes out and is effective. Um, this is a game that they just need to shut him down because if you shut down that option, you know, they've got Nagata, their tight end. They've got a few other options out there, but no explosive weapons other than Justin Ross. So this is a perfect opportunity. If Brandon Sebastian can shut him down, DJ could get in a lot of trouble back there and that could cause good things to happen for BC's defense. So those are my three. I had Dennis Crosell, Isaiah Graham Mobley and Brandon Sebastian as my three players to watch for. Who are yours? Hit us up at Locked On BC. And if you like this podcast, let me tell you, you need to check out Locked On ACC too, because we talk about Clemson and their struggles there. I give you my power rankings. There's a, a, a great get, uh, group of guest hosts that are on with Candace Cooper. You need to check it out wherever you get your podcasts or subscribe on YouTube. And in a moment, we're going to chat with Eric Hostis. And if you like Eric Hostis, this is a, a segment you're not going to want to miss. He's going to give his preview of the game. We're going to also get into our predictions in just a moment. But before we do that, let's chat a little bit about Built Bars. Built Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, and they are delicious. They come in nine delicious flavors, and they have the limited-time uh, co- chocolate cookie dough flavor that you need to try. It's got real chunks of cookie dough in it. It is delicious. They have 17 grams of protein. Most flavors do. Four, uh, four grams of fat, uh, sugar and limited carbs. you got to check it out. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, and you can even try out the Mix Box, where you get two of the nine uh, flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. They're all good, and they're delicious, and they're healthy. When you head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I'm excited. We're uh, joined again by Eric Hostis. Eric has been part of uh, my podcast history. You know, he's been on our show, usually on Fridays during football season, and he's here again to talk about BC and Clemson. Eric, how's it going? I'm great. Thanks for letting me back on the pod. (laughs) Of course. Um, So, Eric, big game this weekend, Boston College and Clemson. You know, I've talked at length about what I think about this game, but I want to hear your thoughts. It's always great to get a different perspective. What are you thinking about BC's chances in this one? I think this is the best chance they've they've had and I don't know how long. Um I, I saw the Vegas line come out at uh, BC as a sixteen point underdog and my immediate reaction was that it was disrespectful. Um I don't I don't think the way Clemson has played all year on offense gives them any right to be favored by that that many points. Um we're we're you take a look at some of Clemson's numbers and, and I swear if, if you just change the, the team name and, and, and showed me Clemson stats, I, I would not be totally frightened by this game at all. They have the seventh worst yards per play in the country at 3.7 yards per play. And that's surprisingly enough. I, I told someone that the other day and their first reaction was, Oh, well they did have to play Georgia, but uh, that's actually, if you throw out the Georgia game, they still average 3.7 yards per play. So this is an offense that um, has kind of been terrible all year. Um, and of course they, they lost uh, Will Shipley um, as well. So they're ripe for the pick. And I, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, that the, the game might be decided that with the BC offense and the Clemson defense and, and how many points they can put up on this defense. Now, speaking of this offense, I think there's a lot of different people who have different perspectives on how BC's offense should attack Clemson. 
Um, a, a few of people have already pinged me saying, basically, just throw out what they've done the last couple of games because they don't want to do any of that. You have to open everything up. Where are you? Are you more on the lines that, you know, go with what you, you've been doing well? Or do you think they need to really change up their offense to be successful on Saturday? Well, what are what what are uh, people saying they need to change up specifically? Uh, more passing. <laughs> oh, OK. Um, if it, I mean, if, sure, if it's if it's the kind of stuff that Dennis Grossell does well, I don't you know, you know, I think there's still a population of BC fans out there that wants the Phil Jerkovic playbook to be used with um, Grossell, a quarterback. And that's that's just not the way to do it. That's that's the caveman coaching way of doing things where you have a philosophy and you just jam it in no matter what what your your offensive roster build out looks like and that's not what Jeff Halfley has done here at BC or at any of other his other stops when he was a defensive coach I I, I think they got to stick with what Dennis does well and I, I gotta tell you for for right now um, you know Myself included, I, I was killing the BC offensive line early in the year, um, but a few of the linemen are playing, uh, especially on the interior, are playing as well as any in the whole country. And and if and if you're on the Twitter machine like us, you can see they're starting to get a lot of national praise from people showing clips of some of their big plays. So yeah. I, I think Eric's talking specifically. I'll retweet it on the Locked On BC account. There's a, a clip from last week. I think it was last week. And it might have been the Temple game where it's, I think it's Zion Johnson and Alec Lindstrom absolutely yeah. destroying. <laughs> and like yeah. Zion gets all the way across the field to do it. Um, and it shows just how athletic the two of those guys are. Um, and you could see it. And it's, it really gives you a great illustration, as Eric was saying, of how well the offensive line has played. Because I know we've we've talked about it. Like they have been first couple of weeks they were they played underwhelmingly and people ripped on them for it last week was probably i I don't know what you think the best i've seen that offensive line play under jeff halfley yeah i think so certainly this year for sure um and i have to really think about last year but i i can't i can't imagine they played much better last year many games as well so i agree and and maybe maybe ride the hot hand a bit here i i mean i don't I, i personally don't think the plan here um, is to attack Clemson with 55 passing attempts or, or anything like that. I know that I know that the pass is sexy. The throw game, I should say, is sexy, and um, everyone everyone wants to see BC air it out. But I mean, the, the ultimate objective here is um, to win this game. And if, if BC knocks off Clemson, I I, I think Clemson. Uh, might might be out of the ACC championship. It's gonna be it's gonna be very tough for them if, if they can't win win this game against BC. So BC BC has the opportunity to uh, knock out the king here. Now let's go look at the other side of the ball. Uh, one last thought on our our preview of the game. Uh, DJ Uyagalale, we'll call him DJU for now, which I felt guilty doing for a while. Um, but then I was just I've been on two different Clemson radio shows, and all their hosts down there call him DJU. So we'll just call him that from now on out. You know, last year, it was a tale of two halves for him against BC. He looked, you know, he struggled that first half against the Eagles. It was his first game as a college quarterback. You know, he looked a little rusty, but then he turned it on. 
this year he's looks more like he did against BC in the first half. He, he doesn't look very confident back there. He's getting hit a lot. Um, he does not look, he looks like he needs a little bit more seasoning. If you were Jeff Halfley, Eric, how would you attack DJ? Um, well, I, I, I think it starts with, with getting pressure on him. Um, I, I've seen other teams have some success doing that to him. And, and the, the key to it, I feel like, is getting on him early. I've seen a couple games where um, people, other teams got pressure on him early. And he's a kid that, I mean, he's still young, so you can't get all over him. But he really hangs his head out there sometimes. It, I, I saw it a lot, too at the end of the uh, NC State game last week where uh, I'm watching the fourth quarter in overtime and, and I'm saying Clemson isn't going to win this. Like they just, their offense just has no flow to it. And uh, there, there's just, there's just no swag to it anymore. And, and uh, so, so unfortunately for him, I think, it, I think it has a lot to do with DJ sometimes and, and just kind of hanging his head out there. And I, I think it's stuck. I think it's really weighing on him now, um, kind of the pressure of taking over for Trevor Lawrence. Like you said, he did have a little bit of success last year in some spot situations where he had to start, but um, he's off to a a horrendous start this year. The whole offense is, um, you know, they're the 10th worst total offense in the country, 25th worst scoring offense. Um, It's, it's a mess. Like if, if, kind of like a comparable team they, they remind me a bit of uh miami last year in that they have a really good defense that can win you games but it, it's like the, the offense is just so inconsistent at times it's like it's kind of what is holding the team back all right in a moment eric and i are going to go whip around the acc and look at some of the betting lines and we'll give you our preview uh prediction for the boston college clemson game now we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridironers. Teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this upcoming year. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts and what's also let's talk a little bit about prize picks prize picks is a daily fantasy game made very easy prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy they offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offer all the players of the power five conferences as well as mid-major players you may never have heard of they offer props and anything you can think of from yards to touchdowns, fumbles, to interceptions, you name it. They have it all your, you, all the users out there that want to try this out, check them out. And you're going to receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred percent. When you use promo code locked on. Now this is super easy. You pick two to five players and it could be from a variety of sports. So you could pick Pat, Patrick Mahomes along with LeBron James, if you wanted to, and you use the award-winning app, you make your wager in 60 seconds or less, boom, you're, you're locked in for your game. You remember use promo code locked on to receive that hundred dollar or hundred percent, excuse me, instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. This is AJ black. 
along with Eric Hosses today. We are giving our big Clemson preview here. We're talking about the Boston College Eagles and Clemson Tigers, but we're going to put them on hold a little bit as we whip around the ACC. And I want to get Eric's thoughts about a few games because there's some really interesting ACC matchups this week. First, Eric, let's look at some of uh, the big matchups. So tonight, uh, we're not going to talk about Thursday because we're recording this for for Friday. Yeah, it's about Virginia and, and Miami, but we'll talk about another game. How about Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech? Pittsburgh is a three point favorite. Georgia Tech just demolished UNC last week. What are your thoughts on this game? Well, first, I got to give props to you because before the season, when we were previewing the ACC, you put me on to Georgia Tech. You thought they might kind of surprise some folks this year, and uh, that was a big win for them. Um, as much as I hate taking teams coming off of big wins. I hate even more laying points with Pat Narduzzi on the road. So I'm going to take the points with Georgia tech in this one. That's a great one. Yeah. I'm going with Georgia tech too. I think they're a team on the rise. I think honestly, other than Boston college and Clemson, the next game we're going to talk about could be the game of the week. And that's wake force and Louisville. Now you taught, you gave me credit for Georgia tech being right. I was completely wrong on Louisville who I thought would be bad this year. Uh, and they're playing pretty well against Wake Forest, who have become the darling of the ACC at 4-0 and and are first in the Atlantic Conference. I, do you think the, their luck continues this weekend, Eric? Yeah, because I don't think it's luck. I, I think they're an actual good team. And uh, Louisville's 3-1. and um, The thing is, though, their D is almost as bad as Virginia's, which is which is pretty bad. I mean, they're they're in like almost every defensive rank they're sitting around a hundredth in the country. Um, I think the wake offense absolutely carves up Louisville this weekend. And uh, I, I think we're going to get bad Malik Jackson as well in this one. So give me wake at home. All right. Another game between two teams that I thought would be heading in opposite directions, uh, but I was wrong with which one was going in which direction. We have Syracuse who played really well and beat Liberty to my, I was completely shocked about that last weekend uh, against Florida state, who is miserably incompetent right now. It's a five point Florida state um, favorite here. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now. I'm going to pick Syracuse in this one. Is there a better coach on that? random Friday night game than Dino Babers. Like he, that guy has pulled off more upsets. Um, I remember the the Clemson one. And I think the Virginia tech one a couple of years ago was on a Friday night as well. That guy knows how to do it on the dome on Friday nights. Um, a nice win for Q's. Um, they're, they're a lot better than I thought they'd be this year. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, how on earth could you lay anything over a field goal with Florida state? right now they're 0 and four and like who knows if they're ready to quit on the season that at what point uh half the team seems like they already have god i gotta take the orange here I, yeah and i want to give credit when it credits due to dino babers because he was one of the coaches before the season i thought would be on the hot seat but he not only has them playing well but he's defined them in things i never thought syracuse would be really good at which is a power running team i mean sean um they're they're I'm totally blanking on his last name. Sean Tucker, excuse me. They're running back and their defense is incredible. So all the credit to Dino Babers, who I thought was just a fluky systems court, you know, with that fast off offensive tempo thing going on, he's redefined their team and they're playing pretty well. So I got to go Syracuse in that one. And finally, Eric, the game of the week. Um, I was just on with Kelly Gramlich, who does, um, she's on the ACC network and she has a podcast with Eric McClain. And I gave my prediction on this. Boston College and Clemson. Clemson right now is currently a 14 and a half point favorite. It sounds like you're going with BC. Where are we going with this one? 
Yeah, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go with BC in this game. I'm gonna take BC by a score of 17 to 10. I I I gotta ask you a question as a BC fan. When you're watching the game against Mizzou, are you when it when Mizzou's kicker hits that 50 something yard field goal to send the game into overtime? Are you saying, "Oh my God, BC is gonna blow this game," or are you semi confident that the boys are gonna pull it out? I, tell, I'm, tell, still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still traumatized from the from previous regimes. So I, okay. you know, we've seen that we saw last week's same story play out against Pitt like almost the exact same thing last year where Pitt had that long kick and I still thought they were going to lose and they didn't. Jeff Halfley just finds the ways to win those games now, which is incredible because Frank Spaziani never did. Uh, Steve Adazio never did. Tom Coughlin was inconsistent with it. You know, I, I think Halfley just has that killer instinct to him and gets his team ready to win. And so uh, I have BC. I think it's going to, I think, the issue that Clemson's going to have against BC is up front losing Tyler Davis and Brian Brees is going to, is a big loss for them against against an offensive line right now. That's playing as good as they've ever played. I think BC is going to be able to move the ball up front. I have them winning. I just said 31 27 on the, on their podcast, but I don't, I'm going to go with 24 17. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 17 10 BC and, and, and like many of the reasons you said, and then, you know, Clemson's getting, their stud linebacker back, but he couldn't even suit up last weekend. I, I mean, is he really going to be a hundred percent with a yeah. week off? I don't, I don't think so. So, and, and to your point, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of BC fans have that fear of uh, Lucy going to kick the football and having it, uh, excuse me, Charlie Brown going to kick the football and Lucy pulling it away. Um, you know, I've always had that my whole life with BC, but there's something about Halfley. And I gotta admit, after that kick, I still thought they were gonna win. He he just brings like so much confidence to these players, and they just never get too down on themselves. So this guy, this guy is the real deal. And uh, I think I think he real, you know, he already is starting to get attention nationally from college football fans. I think he's really gonna get it this weekend. Yep, I agree with you, Eric. So Eric, thank you for joining us as always. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, for all my great college football and hoops takes that you never want to miss uh it's just my name ej and then my last name h-o-f-f-s-e-s and find me on twitter and uh on all the other social media platforms check out my barbecue at hoffa barbecue hoffa eq thank you thank you for coming on eric and you can find our podcast wherever you get your podcasts we're on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or Locked on BC for the uh, podcast Twitter. Uh, thank you all for listening. See you all on Monday where we'll be talking about the Clemson game, giving you full analysis, full recap, hopefully of a BC win, but we'll see what happens. This is AJ Black. Have a great weekend all. and We'll see you again soon.